Welcome to the Craft Imperial Podcast, a weekly podcast about cigars, whiskey, and all the banter you could possibly want. You'll join your host, the Bourbon Cowboy, the Viking, as each week we get into different cigars, different whiskeys, budget, hard to find, unicorn, you name it. The rabbit holes we're going to go down, insights, opinions, conversation, new releases from Craft Impero, and anything else we can seem to let fall of our mouths that week. You guys enjoy this episode. Mahalo. All right, hello, guys. Welcome back to the Craft Imperial Podcast. You're here with your host, the Viking. And the freezing bourbon cowboy. <laughs> and I mean, it's cold. This thing is warm. We're sitting out on the uh, the deck of the Viking. Yeah. He's got a new fireplace. He can tell you about it. Got this uh, solo stove going. It's actually really cool. I kind of always thought they were a little bit of a, a joke or like a sales gimmick when it said the no smoke thing. Uh, but these things are virtually smokeless. I mean, and they're hot. I'm sitting here and like my eyes are swelling. They're hot, and uh, um, but they're great. I mean, it is 34 degrees out here, and you kick back. I mean, we do have bigger winds today than normal, but these things put off heat, and they're yeah, I can super it. cool. It's the wind. Cool. It's <laughs> it's my no, god. That's yeah. not the wind. That's the thrill. <laughs> of course, you know, a podcast is not complete without. Oh. A hammer drill, or a bike, or a lawnmower, or a train, <laughs> or something. Oh, shit. No, not at all, not at all. Keep going, go. I'm serious, go, go. Anyway. It's just funny. He went to go, he goes, <laughs> <laughs> No, go, do your thing, man. Sorry, we're out here, and uh, the guys are working on the backyard doing all their things, so it's cool. Uh, but go ahead. What do we let's let's talk about this first? I think yeah, it fits well, the day perfect. But through and again, very little planning. But Mark was like, "Yeah, I got this killer new stone fireplace or whatever it is." And I figured we'd be sitting outside, so I brought some a little bit of um, High West Midwinter's Night Dram. And this is Act Nine, so yeah. I guess we're gonna cheers, cheer this up. You know, there's just there's so just really good. nothing like that out wow. there. Period. It's just like here's something I want to ask because I don't know. Are all of these finished in French? Oak port barrels? Um, that I don't know. I think each one is a little unique. A little different, right? But, but it's they're all kind of close. Right. Um, I'd have to look at the, like, at 10, this is at 9. And, um, but it's a Christmas sipping um, whiskey. Definitely. So obviously there's some you can taste right off the nose and the, the, the first hit of some fruity flavors, which I don't know if they. Uh, I, I don't think they do. Like like taste notes, do they? Um, well, they say here a a midwinter's night's dram tastes like a 
proper Christmas plum pudding with lovely mulling spices of dried fruits and cream. So, yeah, it's... I just think it's a bunch of nice fruity flavors that they've blended. And... It's just under 100 proof. It's like 98.6. This is Act 9, Scene 5. You know, finished in French oak corpus. Yeah, right. I don't know if they're all finished in that, but I think they're all very similar features, but I'll have to look and check it. Yeah, they, um, yeah, I'm curious about that. I never actually really paid attention to that, and I guess it's one of those things you should when it's a favorite or whatever, but, um, I'm curious about that. Maybe that's the little difference in it, but I love how they're always blending the rye, which is great, and it's, it's, you know, lucky we got it in, in St. Louis this year after the whole fucking headache that happened, and I found out all about that, by the way, what happened. It's actually one of your honey holes that fucked it all up. Oh, I'll tell you about it later. It might not surprise you, but it might. Uh, so, the French oak barrels. Um, I know we've had at least two or three other uh, that we've had that have been finished in French oak barrels. Um, I'm trying to think of who they are. I, I want to say um, maybe Barrel Bourbon has been finishing some French Oak Barrels, but I know there's another one um, that we've had. But I mean, there's probably I feel three, like, yeah, but three I feel like five bourbons that have now. been finished in French Oak Barrels. So it's not uncommon. Oh, I know that the Davies County, we've had that. The white label one is French Oak. And then I feel like there's a big one that we're not we're missing here that's finished in French Oak. Maybe it was Barrel? I would like to say probably one of the Penelope's has been in a French oak barrel. That wouldn't surprise me, actually. Yeah. I saw another new one yesterday, and I was just like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I had, a, I had a bourbon that was actually really, really unique this week, and I think I have a picture of it. It's called Oak and Eden. Yeah, I think I've had that and it's uh, finished in the bottle, but there is a bunch of different ones. There's probably four. Five. That landed right in my drink. That's awesome. Just a little more chart, but we do. Um, let's see if I got a bottle, but it's an Oak and Eden, I believe, and it's finished in the bottle. So, oh, I don't have a bottle. But what they do is they take, um, obviously, they take it out of the barrel, runs through the barrel, they bring it down. And then they put it in the bottle and they take a spiral cork out of the barrel and then leave that in the bottle. So the whole time it's sitting in the bottle, it's doing its thing. You know what I mean? Oh. So it ages in the bottle kind of thing. Can I use your lighter? Yeah. Hey, stop that. Oh, okay. What we're smoking is what we're smoking is the Black Label Trading Company, Lihero Hawaii. This is the state exclusive from Black Label to the state of Hawaii. Um, he hasn't done this since 2018. Um, and it was actually funny. I was on my way back before we were doing the podcast at Stanley's and I saw the post go up. So I reached out to James Brown, the owner of Black Label, and he sent me who you have to order from on Oahu. And I emailed him. Name's Marvin. Guy's great. Uh, straight away. I got 12 of them. And then uh, they arrived just a couple days ago. So excited to get into these. Well, we just had uh, um, 
from Black Label. Uh, you brought morphines. Morphines, yeah, and they were delicious. Yeah. Black Label is just something that we don't smoke it often. You know, like yesterday I had a Green Hornet because I've had, you know, that box of Green Hornets forever. And it's like, damn, you just, you want to make it like a regular smoking thing. But it's just so hard to find Green Hornet or Black Label around here. Remember we were in Stanley's last week? And he's like, oh yeah, if you pull these boxes out move these over and look in there and then pull this drawer out, look at all this Black Label. There was down there? Yeah. Remember we reached down there and that's when we got the, um, I got the yellow jacket. Down and I thought you grabbed. I thought you grabbed something out of there too. No, huh? Yeah, in the humidor over by the where the um, crown heads is, oh. like where all the state exclusives are. I looked down. And I saw a box of Salvation. Now Salvation is not one of my, you know, black. I think it's it's not one of my favorite black labels. But then behind that was a Green Hornet, and then there was a, uh, Emilio's, I think, that Ben used to own. Well, I know there. Hill Cigar probably carried some of them. Uh, I at least I thought they did. I got mine on just an alert, um, and I, most of the time when I get those alerts, they're already sold out. But You've been getting well, lucky lately, though. Well, I or got your timing's um, been right. Bahave, uh, yeah, um, fifteen year anniversary or yeah, those fifteens were good. And um, and then I got a pack of these, and I was going to order. Those crown heads, the blue box, uh, the I can't pronounce it yet, but it's just nothing unusual. But I was mm. wanting to try those, but I was thinking I would see him, but I ended up spending my money on Juarez. But, um, no, it's nice. I haven't had one of these winners. I always just call it winner's dram because I try to say the whole thing is ridiculous. But they're very, they're very hard to find unless you you have a connection that you kind of stay in touch with every year and you can work something out to get one. And if you don't get one and have to get them online, they're almost double the price. I mean, really, you're paying probably if you can find one around town, you're probably going to pay 130, 140 for it, maybe a little more depending on whoever you get it from. But we tried earlier and couldn't find any. Um, but I know online they're almost double that. So, but it's just such a unique um, expression, and, and I, I've always just loved it. It's like uh, it's like a little fruity carnival in your mouth, and um, what a perfect day for it. But it is freaking cold. This new fireplace is really nice, and it is warm. It's just the wind is an issue today. I don't remember December when it was this cloudy and no sun. I think we've only had a couple days of sun in the whole month of December so far. Um, I'm hoping we're going to see a little bit of that tomorrow. But this new thing, this new fireplace, I don't know. He'll have to tell you. He walked away for a minute. Um, what these are called. But really a clean, very modern look. Um, what is this thing called again? Oh, it's a solo stove. And fun fact, you can buy these at a Wally's gas station. Not even kidding. Is that where you got yours? No, I got it from solo stove. Online. They're fast too, man. I put it to you this way. We uh, ordered it Saturday night 
They got here yesterday. What does so, one of these guys go for? They range, so this size here, the Solo Stove is about 500 bucks. Then this guy is, oh, that does get hot. That guy, I think the heat deflector was like another 60. And then you see this piece down here on the bottom, the stainless piece? Yeah. That's a separator, so the stove doesn't sit on the ground. That guy's like 60 bucks too. So all in all, it's like six, 625. And you're set in. And the thing only weighs it's like- like the biggest one? Yeah. It weighs like 38 pounds. It's got a cover for it. Um, they even make, they make crazy shit for this thing now. Like there's a, see how this heat diverter's here? There's actually a pizza oven attachment you can put on top of it. And then it does its thing. Well, you definitely have to make sure the kids are aware of not to talk. Oh yeah, that'll be a very big conversation. Otherwise you're gonna have a line on your arm or something. Man. Yep. Gonna have to get used to that because like with the old fireplace, you know, they could walk up and touch the freaking marbles in it, you know. But this one you can't. Well, this is definitely and what what do they call this? This cigar? Little Hero Hawaii. Rahero Hawaii. Yep. Definitely peppery, spicy for sure. Definitely with the name Lajero, I would hope that there's all kinds of spice in it. Lajero, Hawaii. And then what do you do to clean this thing? Uh, so it's, it has an ash bucket in the bottom of it. Yeah. Um, so once it cools down and the fire's out, you take this guy off, you reach down inside, and there's you can use gloves or your hands, you just lift it up, take the ash, and you empty the ash. Yeah, um, I've seen some raging fires in these things, so we're not even near what's Jim what. Jim Gim has one, but it's the small one, mm -hmm. and I saw it at his house, and he really liked it, and I thought about getting one of these for mine, but I was like, I guess I was kind of worried about, you know, because usually these pop, they get them on the cushions, the cushions right. burn up. You get wood on the ground, and I was just like, eh, I don't know. Um, but it definitely is. Uh, I was always wanting to build a, a fire pit. I always wanted to take big steel tubes. Yeah. And like, because everybody gets the heat here, nobody gets heat down here. You're, right. So your toes freeze, especially if you're standing around a fire. So I wanted these big holes, steel holes, that were getting heat from the bottom of the fire to blow out, or even put a heater on it. But hell, good luck trying to find like three inch steel piping. God, that cost. Oh, I'm sure it'd be expensive as hell, wouldn't it? Absolutely insane. So we've been in the midst of uh, Christmas parties and uh, the first one I went down and enjoyed uh, with the Mad Russian was uh, Grand Crew, you know, and that was Crown Head's little event. And um, that's the of, annual Christmas party. Yeah, it went really well. There was a small, when I say small, I mean every seat was taken in there. So I don't know, maybe 40, 50 people were yep. in there. And everybody got some nice, well, I think they did, well, they weren't giving out gifts, but they, I'm sure he had he had beer and some food there, but yeah, he always knocks. They had out a like raffle, that. and the Mad Russian. 
um, got very lucky. Should have probably went to the casino after that. Probably. Too. And um, but no, we sat down there and watched. Um, I think there was a hockey game and a football game on. It was Thursday. Right? Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah. So that really all went out really good. Enjoyed that. And um, and then Stanley's just had his this past Tuesday night with the biggest crowd I've ever seen. There had to be 150, 170 people in and out there the other day. That's insane. As always, everybody got a nice gift. And uh, Patrick was sick, but thank you, Patrick. It was a great Christmas party. Sorry you couldn't be there, as well as Janine, my wife. She was sick, couldn't be there. God, there's a lot of people that have been sick in the last month. Yeah, it's been weird. You're starting to see more of it popping around, too. Um, but for whatever reason, I have had enough Christmas cocktails and maybe enough cigars that I'm still doing good. I got a little something for a day or two, but it really didn't came and went. Yeah, my, my biggest issue now is remember when I fell in Hawaii? Told you about that? Yeah. About three days no probably last wednesday dude my wrist it just it sucks like i can't put any pressure like this this is not comfortable at all and then this this is painful like this sucks laterally it's fine you know so you think you should get some imaging done maybe you've got a nah i just wrap it up and go anyway so if it's fractured what are you going to do anyway maybe probably put it in a hand brace i get a super cool wrist bracelet thing i guess Make sure I get it bedazzled. Well, we are, um, the Hodges family are getting ready for an early Christmas. My brother is coming in town, 15th through the 20th. So we're having our family Christmas, um, the whole family Saturday. And then we're having our small Christmas party Friday. And um, so we're kind of looking forward to see him. I don't think I've seen him since... Uh, a year now. It's been since New Year's Eve, which is really unusual. This year just seemed to fly by. It went super Yeah, this fast. year definitely shot by. No uh, doubt about that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that wind's the only some-some issue, huh? Just trying not to set myself on fire over here. I was, uh... You know, it's so funny, these curtains that you have when I first did my porch that's the the angle I went with and I did the curtains when I found them they were the perfect height and then they had um, I put steel rods in the bottom the weight would keep them down yeah Not, no no matter how much when the wind comes it's gonna yeah. blow the shit and out. if you want to see proof of that if you actually walk back here there's a piece of siding that's being replaced in January because I had I went and got two four pound cut steel rods yeah. and put them in each one and uh, all that did is when the wind picked up the curtain it just turned that into a weapon and it smashed up against the side I got rid of those very quickly very very quickly yeah so I don't know if I can um, if we can get some warm days I'm thinking about buying some plastic and building because it always comes from the south. Like that's right. where you're gonna get all your wind yep. all the time. Yep. And like mine, 
if I could, you know, paint and decorate and, and just slap it up pretty, pretty quick, at least that would cut the wind down. And then um, I would love to get some things. Next year I'll probably try to do something a little more creative, but... Yeah, but that'd be cool. Cause you put that up, and you get a little—I mean, shit. Just the fireplace that you have now probably warm it up twenty plus degrees in there, right? Yeah. Well, so last Saturday was really nice. It was like 46, 47 out, yep. and the wind was calm as shit. So um, we sat out there after dinner and got some Manhattan's going, and just played nothing but old Christmas songs. On YouTube. Oh, there you go. Hell yeah. Which the neighbors have got to be saying, God, that's a festive group. out here you may have different problems but the squirrels are eating shit all the time the squirrels oh yeah yeah so my, my neighbor put a tv about that size with uh, a cover right the squirrels got in it and ate the whole dinner oh yeah this you, i used to have a cover on that you remember yeah they got eaten too this is a uh this is a plastic waterproof seal on cover yeah Anyway, um, while he's doing that, I we live in De Pere and these uh, squirrels are just crazy. They eat on plastic, aluminum, steel, rubber, um, wood. They eat everything. They've eaten my plastic windshield wiper covers. I have two Jeeps. The um, if you're familiar with Jeeps, to unhook that hood, you got like these uh, big heavy snap rubber band snaps. They chewed them down to a nub. And I've got this wicker outdoor furniture, which about everybody's got now. And I just noticed the other day they chewed a hole in the arm. And I'm betting what they did was is they probably took some nuts or something up there and sat and started eating them. And we're getting the um, nutty shit all over the edge and just kept eating right through the frickin' webbing. And of course it's not wicker, it's just plastic, but um, that sucks. I don't know how we're going to fix that, but we'll see. Well, there went the TV. <laughs> if you guys just heard that uh, um, box drop, that was the TV. So I'm sure that'll work. <laughs> Oh, that was just the cover? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was the TV. I was like, oh. Well, the guys are out here working in 25 mile an hour wind and it's 30 degrees. Those are some troopers there. Well, Almost done with this first little go round of these uh, 
the midnight dram. I gotta say, this fire is pretty dang nice. Now it's popping a lot because he's trying to build up his base right now, but I figure when by the time we leave, this thing should be primo. Um, so, I, uh, I guess the Blues play tonight. They won against Nashville, which was good because they lost against Anaheim in the last overtime. In this overtime, they won. So I guess they're getting ready to start a road trip. Four-game road trip, maybe? The Blues are? Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. I'm... You know, I'm just breaking shit. Um, and then uh, I was reading some interesting stuff on the XFL. I guess some of the quarterbacks that they had scheduled for the Roughnecks. Um, they getting some trouble? I guess it was a guy that was with, um, and I could be wrong, either the Browns. No, I think it was the Bengals. The Bengals or the Browns was scheduled to, I don't know if the guy had gotten released from the Bengals, right? I, I, I'm not sure quite what his status was, but I guess he tentatively kind of he didn't sign the contract yet, but he had kind of verbally kind of committed maybe to the Roughnecks, and and now he's going to take the whole season off. Oh wow! Know. Maybe he's thinking the X, XFL's not the way to go. <coughs> Which I don't know. If you play good, how can it be a bad thing? I don't think it's going to be bad at all. You heard about the Pro Bowl, right? No. Flag football. Really? The Pro Bowl is going to flag football rules. This year. Yeah. Oh, that'll be interesting. It'll be weird as shit. But, I mean, it kind of makes sense, you know? I mean, you think... It's probably been about, what, 15 15 years now since, like, Super Bowl players would play in the Pro Bowl. You know, I've never watched a pro. Oh, well, I used to go to them, so that's that's all it was. I don't watch them on TV, but I used when to go to them. When they were in Hawaii, yeah, we'd go. And to I did them. like that skill thing they used to have. Yeah, see, I was talking about that the other day. Why don't they bring that back? Right? What it's like when that? you watch the MLB All Star Game. Was it like like the day before they had All Star <laughs> yeah. competitions? Yes, I thought that shit was really cool. That was great, and I said the same thing. Like, look, nobody gives They're a shit sick about of the football anyway at that yeah. point. When it comes to baseball, competitive fun stuff. No one cares about the All Star Game. They're there for the home run derby, for the fastest pitch count, right? The NHL All Star Game. No one gives a shit about the game. They're there for the speed races. They're there for the trick shots. You know, that's what you're there for. You know, instead, the Pro Bowl just has a, a media day where you get to come out and meet the second class players that got drafted in because the, all the all the pro, all the Super Bowl guys aren't playing. You know, right? Yeah. So. Well, I haven't talked to you since uh, we didn't get to watch the Chiefs game. We went down to... Um, Grand Crew. Yeah, some of my buddies started the afternoon out at Twin Peaks, which Twin Peaks, if nobody knows about it, Twin Peaks, Women's Peaks, yeah. it's kind of like another Hooters. Yeah, it started in Colorado. It's kind of the mountain mountain version of a Hooters. Yeah, I, I, I found it very entertaining. Um and, and not in a good way, but anyway, we watched it, and then we went to Grand Crew, and um, I was shocked. All the guys are in the front. Nobody's in the back. We had the place all to ourselves, and um, it just was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, 
And of course, they got off to a great start. They were doing really well. Dude, I can see that's what scares me. So let's 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 start there, right? This is what scares me about the Chiefs. How do you go twenty-seven nothing, and then win that football game thirty-eight thirty-one? I think they've always done that. They always kind of play up. They they do not do well when they get ahead. No, that's like true. if they're twenty-eight twenty-nine to nothing, it seems like they start taking liberties and they don't yeah. keep the foot on the yeah. throat and keep it. How going. about Willie Gay's interception though? That was bomb. When he tap, tipped that ball up and took it in, that was that amazing. was insane. And but and are you talking about our interception? Mm-hmm. Willie Gay, yeah. yeah, that was that was fantastic. But I've never seen Mahomes three three. I haven't either, and I think that was a fluke. I really do. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. I I really felt comfortable they would win that, and they did. But now they're going to play the Texans. And I, I still don't believe they have an easy game. They're, they're going to be no. I, they're going to need to get every one of these one. They uh, have an easy game if they go out there and they play Chiefs football for four quarters. They're going to have a hell of a time if they go out there in the first half and put up twenty-seven points and then try and coast their way through. The thing that did kind of shock me a little bit: the Kelsey thing is still off a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I, looking at it, um, now, there's probably two of them. Kelsey should have I've never seen Kelsey drop three or four balls nope. in a game. But in looking at him, um, Mahomes was kind of off. But then the, the crazy thing is the youngsters uh, took up the slack and got it done for They got after it. We had, what, four rookies running that game? Yeah, and uh, Pacheco is still running like a madman. I do not believe that he weighs 210 pounds. I don't either. I think he weighs uh, 165 no pounds. Way. He runs if he's if he's 298 or somewhere in that range, he runs real strong or 198. If if, if he's there, he's running real strong. But I've seen <laughs> literally just pick him off. Um, yeah, but you know what I love about him? Every time he gets up, he reminds me of you know those toys that you wind. Yeah, and they walk, and then when they fall over, you get them up. They're still going. He stands up and he runs away. That's funny because I, I, I was kind of like that. Were you really? Yeah. I was like, I got knocked down, but I'm still kind of running. And they're like, where are you going? You're down. I'm like, I, I know. I know. I, I know. I don't remember a player I've seen like that where they just fucking, um, like he gets hit, he gets up, whistles dead, he gets up, and he's like right up on his toes, running away. If you want some time, my brother called me, and I didn't even know this, to be quite honest with you. Uh, Jeremy and some of my nephews are down in Florida, and, and he texts me. He goes, "We're sitting around watching, bro." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "We're watching you run the ball on YouTube. You just William Jewel the year, the games, whatever, and your games are on YouTube." And I'm like, "Oh, what? cool! I didn't know that." And he was like, "Yeah, we're just watching you run." And uh, uh, that was—I haven't even watched. I'll have to check right. it out. That's cool. Um, but yeah, I was kind of like that. I mean, I, I loved running the ball. It's real bad about it. So, so on my way out here, this is, I guess, Chris Farley's um, anniversary of his passing. Oh, really? And I guess there's a podcast um, that, um, who's the SNL guy, the little blonde who did, um, um, you know where his dad was a brake salesman or whatever, and him and oh, uh, oh, the dude from he married the girl from St. Louis. What's his or he had a baby with the chick from Washington. Uh, 
Spade. David Spade. Spade. Yeah. I guess David Spade and another one of the SNL guys. I, it may be Adam Sandler. I, I'm not sure. But anyway, they're doing a big podcast today. But it's on a streaming service that I hadn't heard of. I'm sure we can look it up or whatever. But they What's were going to all the SNL guys. Um, it's. You think I can just type in Chris Farley? If you put in like David Spade podcast, I'm sure it's on there. But they were going to do a big part thing one there. full episode. Dana Carvey, David Spade host special. Chris Farley tribute. Which I thought that would be fun, kind of listening to. Yeah, that. we'll pop it up on there. Just uh, where? Also, um, of course, I fly on the wall podcast. I watched this new series on Prime called English. English, English, and it was a six-piece episode. And I highly recommend it. I think it was really good. And it's like Western. It's about a girl and an Indian and, you know, back in the day in the Western territory right. and whatever. Oh, is that Emily Blunt that's in that? Yes. Yeah, I okay. So. I, saw, I saw it on the uh, link or whatever. I highly re- recommend that. That was okay. really good. Um, let's check uh, Yellowstone. You caught up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What did you think of last week? Well, I thought it was, it was kind of a... They're setting it up for the finale and everything for the season to end, or this uh, is mid-season. Mid-season, yeah. But two more episodes. I thought they were. Uh, it was kind of the romancing of the relationship, you know, between with, a cowboy and the land. Yeah, with Rip. Yeah, and then the, the new cowboys and the new girl singer and whatever. <clears throat> but this gal that's got Jamie in bed now, and you know that's all going to go south. Oh, it's going to. And I just have to believe. That uh, his demise is coming, uh, Jamie. I, I, yeah, yeah. Everyone keeps going on and on. They were talking about how, oh, they're I, they're showing how much in love freaking uh, Rip and Beth and Rip or Beth's gonna die. I'm like, no, I think Jamie's gonna die. I think Rip's gonna fucking kill him. Well, either Rip or Jamie, or no, I, I'm not Jamie. Uh, Beth. Yeah. Yeah. The other. What up, man? But I don't know what the attraction is <clears throat> with uh, Costner and the blonde uh, environmentalist. I, I, I'm really kind of shaking my head on that. I, I really don't know what the hell that's all about. I personally think he's just pissing off Beth. Huh. <laughs> well. But you get why he brought her out, right? Yeah, because he's hoping she'll be able to help him with the wolf deal. Right. And I like how they have still not touched on that. Well, the boys were in the office, and the governor basically, he said, well, we didn't have anything to do with it, and that's it. And the guys, when they were leaving the office, they said, listen, we're done. But listen, you're not out of the woods, because this yeah, is a the big, environmentalist. big thing. Yeah. And they will, they'll come at you like you won't believe. So he's got that to look forward to. But I have to say, for the first time, I was kind of happy with the Indian gal. What's her face's um, wife? She actually smiled in this episode. Oh yeah, and Monica. Had a little yeah. fun. I'm like, about time. Yeah, I know. Five seasons and you're and you're easing up and some little levity situation. 
Um, but the filming and, and getting to see the mountains and everything for me is, uh, I love it. You like how they did the cowboy passing? Yeah, that was Under the tree. Cool. Yeah. I thought that was really good. All right, I'm excited about it. We're curious to see what it goes to. But um, what do you think about uh, Tulsa King? Well, I think Tulsa King's about ready to start getting real. Yeah. It's been kind of funny. Did you joking. watch this episode? Yeah. Yeah, when he curb stomped that fucking dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was all, you know, at this point, it's all been kind of fun and games and everything, and now it's getting real. But it is shocking to me how this guy, there's no fear of the old crew and whatever. Well, because I think they're starting to hint to, like, as they... Because you remember when he grabbed the boss, like, by his throat? He's like, oh, you didn't know. And walks away. In the in the, in the the hospital bed? Yeah. But yeah. I thought it was him. But it obviously wasn't. Well, yeah, it was the other guy, yeah. But and even still, uh, like, I knew that was bad news. And um, he's like, he's the old guard. Like, we, we fuck shit up. Like, we're not in here, you know, playing cards or whatever. But it's pretty wild. My favorite line was when he goes into the old crew's room. And, and you know, he's... He's dialed into the nines, and he goes, "Oh, showing us up or whatever." And he goes, "Just me showing up shows you up." <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then he looks at uh, the dude that gets trained. He goes, "You should be a lifeguard, buddy. You're really good at saving lives." <laughs> he walks off. Yeah, I think it's great. It's 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 hilarious, man. The one liners are awesome. Yeah, Stallone's great in it. He really is. I'm like, okay, so let's go on to the cigar. What do you think about the cigar? I love it. It's great. It's, this has like a really, it's definitely spicy, right? We know that, that, that coarse black pepper. But it's got more of a coffee than it does a chocolate to me. It's got like that, you know how some, uh, some uh, uh, coffee will leave that, that bitterness around? That's now, what I'm I get with the spice. I'm going to say this, and there's a lot of similarities. Um, but it kind of reminds me of the Juarez a little bit. Uh, okay. All these deep... Uh, spices and this one is definitely a little hotter in the spice market. That San Andreas and than stuff. Juarez, but it reminds me a lot of it, and that's probably why I like it. But and I was lucky too; they had one box of Juarez left at the Christmas party, and it was the size I, I nice. Liked, so yeah, I bought a box of La Imperiosa at the Christmas party. So is that the new? No, no, no. La Imperiosa is an older cigar. It was supposed oh. to be the recreation of the uh, <coughs> the um, uh, what do they call that? The, uh, the original Crown Heads, or I'm sorry, the original Los Calaveras, the 14 Calaveras. With La Imperiosa was supposed to be the recreation of. Well, that. the new one that has the slide off blue box, like yeah. he does a lot. He said he designed that to have a play on Johnny Walker Blue, which I was like. What's the what's the play though? I don't I don't know. Other than it being blue, I really don't know. And I have one of the blue hats. And I don't know. Yeah, I had um, Mark grab me the heads hat. I got that one. And that's a playoff vans. Yep. I'm assuming. Yep. Yeah. Sure is. I asked John about it. Oh, something else I noticed on Instagram is uh, Luciano is starting to post a lot on Instagram. Well, yeah, because after the after the separation from Crownheads and then leaving Picardo and starting Luciano Cigars, it's he is truly 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 now the face of his brand. Right. So he's showing his fields and his movement and there's some cool stuff coming down the line. I'm excited for him. We're supposed to actually uh next week if if we can get together. I just I don't know what everyone's schedule is like. I know your brothers in town and stuff. Maybe even Romy could sit with us and we can get up. 
um, no, but once do a he, FaceTime with him and he's jump on Tuesday at eight in the morning. So oh, okay, Monday after he, you know, Monday he's gone. So well, let's. And then uh, I'm pretty. Uh, well, we've got our Christmas party, which I'm sure we're going to talk about. But we've got our Christmas party at lit next Thursday on the 22nd. 22nd, yep. Yeah, and we're very excited. Um, Stolock whiskey, Mark stuff. They're going to launch that night, and we're doing cigar pairings and. Uh, any box purchase with the bottle will get you 20% off, you know, so that'll be, that'll be cool. You know, come out. It'll be fun. You know, we're going to have all kinds of stuff out. Um, you know, it'll be fun. It'll be kind of pre-Christmas bang out with Craft Impero. May or may not be a Krampus statue somewhere, but we'll see. Well, that'll be fun. Down out at Lip. And then... Uh, we are excited. I guess we could talk about it a little bit. We did talk about it uh, last week with Tommy. Um, we're going to be in Kansas soon. Um, Ash and Anvil, the guys up there in January, will be. Uh, you'll be able to find Craft Imperial product at uh, Ash and Anvil. That's interesting. Of course, I've never been there. I haven't either. Didn't even know it existed. Yeah. Um. But that's, that's Tommy running around with cigars in his freaking bag and just, hey, you guys should check this stuff out. You know, which you always got to thank that. That's awesome. Well, I got uh, a call from um, Dave Dalton, and he had a Christmas party out in Cottleville. And there's a place out there called The Rack. The Rack House? House. Yeah, it's in St. Charles, not really Cottleville, but yeah. It's Main Street. Well, he says they have a humidor. And they do. They smoke inside and have yeah. a big room. Well, that's what he said. It's a. Uh, I've never been there. So Rackhouse is a restaurant, killer, killer bourbon. It's a, like the bourbon restaurant bar, I guess, up there. Um, I've heard it's a great humidor, but I heard the smoking room. Um, it, I've heard it's a great smoking room. It's just like if you're there a busy night, like it's not. It kind of gets snug. You know, it's not comfortable. I don't know. I've never seen it. But me neither, and he he just said definitely you guys should be out there because it's upscale, it's really nice, the food is great. He had nothing but good things to say about. Oh, cool. It. And um, I mean, have you been to Cottleville? Yeah. Um, I mean that little area right there. I used to have accounts up there. Is really growing, and um, of course we've been to the Bochi, the little cigar Bochi place. Yeah, ILOs. Um, yeah. yeah, and um, and then they have. Kind of in the heart of Cottleville, what I would call like a small little astroturf field with benches, a little uh, band, and they serve a, a band, you know, stage, and then they can pull in all of these um, food trucks, and um, they have music, and they have like kind of a, a, a draft beer pavilion, and then there's they bought some guy's house there. And whatever his name is, they named this little bar there. And it, they've got a bourbon um, kind of society there, whatever. And I don't know if you have to make red. Both times I've gone on Sundays, they've been closed. I, I can't imagine. Are that. they closed on Sundays? Sunday fun day. I, well, I don't yeah. know why in Cottleville, especially in the fall, you'd be closed. But that's their business. Um, but no, it's a neat little area. It's probably, you know, 15 minutes from Lit, if that. I mean, it's just oh, it's right up over the bridge and yeah. a little windy road, and you're there. Yeah, it's a Cottle is a cool little town. Been through that to get to uh, 
out there at Aiello's. And I think that's the first time I saw what that was. I saw it during its development. Like, they were putting up, I guess, where the food trucks come in. They got the tall wood posts with the lights hanging from them. Yeah. Those were being put into the ground. And then you saw the, uh, like, they had the concrete laid out for the bochi course. But they didn't have the sand in there yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, I don't know if it's concrete, turf, or whatever they were building out. But it wasn't in there yet. So, um yeah, it's a cool little spot. On well, the 22nd, it's going to be cool because we, we got some uh, really cool tasting notes between all three of the cigars with the whiskey. Um, I think it'll be it'll be, it'll be be pretty cool. Are you talking about uh, Gwen? No, not Gwen. Uh, Mark Mark, uh, Mark Sutherland, that Stolock oh. that we had that night. We went up there to lit. He was passing it around. Oh. They're, doing their, they're doing the company launch that night in tandem with us for our event. So... Is DJ in town? I haven't seen yeah, him in a while. Yeah, he'll be there. I saw him yesterday. He'll be there on the 22nd. Um, yeah, it'll be good. A little worried about my flag, though. You see that? Yeah, it seems a little thin. Yeah, it's wavy. Yeah, it's more like a, like bamboo, almost. It's that's a steel pole. Yeah. That might need to be thicker. Might need to. Or I might Most need to put... Of the kind of poles... I've seen guys that have these big suburbans that have, like, a pole system like that. Yeah. They, they put, like, the, the back the tire back tires over the stand, and then they run that pole up so people can... They're flying their cheese flags, but <clears throat> they have a special flag that if somebody's looking for their... their <coughs> their um, tailgate they can find it oh that's cool uh, every time I talk about the battle hawks um, I'm finding more people that are in our section yes that have seats so I'm just I've contacted the the, uh, the tailgate people and they're like yep we see your your reservation from last year I can't assign it to you till they put the schedule out so as soon as they put that schedule out, you guys call in and, you know, we're... And we'll be able to set up kind of like we did last year? Yeah, and you're right, right across from the entrance, which would be cool. Right there, the MAC? Yeah. Yeah, so, and, you know, you figure The Rock's going to be there walking around, you know. At least one game, right? I would think at least one. At least one. Go to each one of each home game? Which there's five. Right. Where is, do we know where the, uh, like, championship game will be played? No. We no? don't know anything yet. I do know that everything I've heard about the players that we have seems kind of exciting. I haven't read up. I don't know exactly how they're doing it. I heard they're all going to be kind of in, like, a, um, a designated area practicing at least this first year. Like, when, when Battlehawks came in, they took over the old Rams um practice facilities and they worked out here in st louis oh okay but i think these guys are all gonna be in one city practicing at least is what i kind of heard and so they'll fly, fly into in their cities the to play yeah well that's good that's well that's better than what we thought originally weren't you reading something before that it was like all the games are going to take place in one stadium and this and that and yada 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 well never heard that I but I did hear they're all gonna work out someplace and whatever but they're already I, I think working out they gotta be season so, starts and um and they did you see the new uniforms yeah um they're different than last year um I'd like to physically see them I've seen them 
but the helmet is a little different. This is more of a silver. So silver and with a, like a hawk deep wings blue. or battle yeah. hawk wings, and the other one was blue with some blue and white wings on it. But uh, it looks good. I've always herded, herded. <laughs> I've always heard that our logo is one is like in the top five professional logos um, as far as rating them. So well, I thought it was. I thought the logo was great, and you know we did have we did have the most fan interaction of any any XFL team in St. Louis. Or not, not, I mean, the St. Louis Battlehawks had the most fan interaction. You know, that was like when we were playing that game against LA the week that COVID shutdown happened. You know, it was going to be, it was, what was it, a 3 o'clock game? It was going to be 3 o'clock on NBC? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was a nationally televised game. the upper level. They sold the entire dome. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, uh, and with the new soccer team. And then, I believe, isn't the USFL going to play after the XFL is done, too? Yeah, the USFL. Well, they start, when do they start? I think XFL season. Oh, okay. Otherwise, they'd be fighting each other. Yeah. Um, but days and times. I don't for know. Sure. That's a lot of football. We'll see. I mean, I liked it. See, that was the thing I liked about the XFL, though, because you know, normally you run into that snack. Like, if you're a football fan, Super Bowl's over. Okay. You're done. Yeah. You know, there's that weird sports lull for you know after March Madness. There's that weird sports lull for three, four months. You know. Um, yeah, unless you're one of the diehard Cardinal fans that ends up spending a week in Juniper. Right, right, um, right. You know, there really isn't, isn't much going on outside of the Blues, you know, which, you know, they're fighting all the way to the end of April uh, to get into the playoffs. And right now, I don't even think they're in the playoff discussion right now. But yeah. um, I'm sure, without a doubt, I, I would think that they're going to be there at the end. Because um, when you look at the standings, there are only so many games out of first place. Which There's a lot of hockey. I've seen them out 10 games coming into the last month. Yeah, but what was it? What was it? The, not the year they won the Cup. It was last year when they got into the playoffs. Then they go on like a 17 or 18 game winning streak. They did. To get into the playoffs. Or to yeah. get a better seed in the playoffs, I guess. Yes, you were correct. You know they'll get there. So I want to talk about. Did you did you see anything about uh, Cigar Aficionado launching their top ten cigars of twenty twenty two? No. Okay, so yet again, not a single cigar released this year made the list. Um, the cigar that ended up winning is an H Upman Cuban number two. You know that cigar's been around for we'll say at least fifty years. Um, and then again, when you look at inside that top ten. Uh, I bet you could guess five of the companies that made it in. Oh, Just off the top of your head. So you've got Rocky, Padron, Fuente. Uh, uh, what was the? What were the other ones that we saw? Um, let's see. It's just crazy that that again being a top of this year, right? You know, it, it's just. You know, Cigar of the Year was H. Upman number two. Uh, number two was the Rocky Patel 60. Number three was the Davinoff Nicaragua. Number four was the Hoya de Monterey Elegantes, which is another Cuban, right? Um, then number five was Oliva Siri V. Churchill. Number uh, six, Alec Bradley Black Market. Number seven, My Father Le Bijou 1922. 
number eight Pedro 1964 anniversary series principal uh, Principe, sorry. Then you have the Romeo Nicaraguan, and then number ten was the Arturo Fuente rare pink. You know what I mean? Like, and so I guess with I guess with rare pink, you could say maybe it was this year's release of rare pink. But again, rare pink's been around for at least a decade now. They just call it rare pink. Now. Yeah, yeah. And I've had that Alec Bradley uh, black market, and that is a good cigar. Now, I haven't smoked one in maybe a year or so, uh, but I've smoked those before, and they're really good cigar. yeah but out of everything you smoked oh, yeah. it was released this year oh yeah you know what i mean and and i firmly believe this and i come down on top of it when you look inside any cigar fishing out of magazine you're going to see every single one of those companies have paid advertisement inside the magazine has crown heads ever been in a fishing an aficionado i don't know i think i don't know i don't get it i i you would know more than I because you get the magazines that lit. Yeah. I don't subscribe to them. I don't have any of them. Uh, but the ones I thumb through, Pete Johnson and Tatuaje's in there. I've yeah, seen him. He's not in, in there. there this year. I know he was in last year. No, but year. I've seen him in like. Oh, Aficionado? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's got an ad. In yeah. some of the countdowns and whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. some of the tops. Yeah. But I haven't seen Crown Heads in there, which that's. Well, that's what's crazy, too. So they did the top 10 release right now, right? So I think it's in Mojave, January. I've seen them in there. January or February, you'll get the top twenty-five release, and you'll get the magazine. Then they go, they do top twenty-five, then they'll go twenty-six to hundred. Now what's crazy is inside twenty-six to hundred, you're going to see a ninety percent of it is what was released this year. You know, I guarantee you'll see like Veracu Blue will probably pop in there. Um, I don't know if you want to do another of that, or if you want to do some Burai. It's up to you. Um, I just didn't know. It's just crazy how it works, you know. And and being that, and that's why I've always said, like, you know, aficionados has been the kingpin for a long time. But you know, when you get Cigar Snob Magazine, you know, or even even Half Wheel when they do their top tens, you know, they're doing their top tens on reviews they've done all year, and you know, they're smoking at least, you know, every review they're doing at least three cigars before they write the review, right? So that's how they judge their top tens. And I think those top tens are so much more reliable to a consumer than Cigar Vichon, right? So how many people right now are going to go out and try and find a H. Upman number two? A Cuban H. Upman number two. If you were going to read a magazine, the ones that you guys get down there, which one do you really? A cigar Snob. That's what I was thinking. That's the one. Now, I know everyone's like, ooh, because well, they put the models on the front and then there's yeah. the whole centerfold. But it's also some of the best written literature about cigars and lifestyle and this and that. You know what I mean? Like, they'll go in there and you'll have a segment on watches. And uh, they did the last one. They did a uh, some golf course resort in, where was it? Or a beach resort. I want to say it's in one of the Caymans or maybe Bahamas somewhere. You know, it's. The whole island is this resort, so you get over there by boat, you never leave, and you know, there's all the rooms have ashtrays on the patios. You can get there's a little humidor in the room, you can go buy cigars, there's live music every night, uh, heavy on the rum, you know. They do this whole ten page article spread on that. And you're reading about that, you're actually detailed in. Then they jump into they'll start showing cigar stories where people are sending in pictures and telling a story of what they did here and why they have the cigar here, etc. 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 Right? There's no smoke coming out of this, but that heat is barreling into my eyes. 
It is crazy. Yeah, this one just has a different, this Wu-Rai is what we're doing now. Uh, and I got it, they talk about jackalopes in here, which is kind of funny. I was like, yeah, the jackalope thing, that's kind of all crazy bullshit until I drove across um, Wyoming and actually saw them on the highway and I was like... Jackalopes oh are real? Well, what they call a jackalope. They're like these big high desert um, jackrabbits. Oh, okay. Um, a jackalope, you know, is the one they got the horns on. Yeah, it, yeah, like the but deer these are and the... Yeah. Big ass, like 20 pound rabbits or probably not 20 pounds, but they're big and they're on the freaking highway. Um, kind of when you're getting close to Cheyenne. Um, anyway, I haven't had any of this in a while. This is really good. Well, let's cheers that thing up. Yeah. What do you think? How are you liking the cigar? I know we're moving through it, but... I, you know, I've had Black Label before and we've talked about it. And, um, yeah, I like them. rather sweet isn't it yeah but it's a little different kind of sweet it's it's sweet but not fruity no it's more bubblegummy sweet whatever that means well i like your little setup here i really do yeah it's it's super cool man and do they make some of these i'm not even kidding they're about as wide as uh, they're probably about as wide as this table small one they're like I don't know, 80, 100 bucks. Dude, I saw these guys. I was watching these videos. I wanted to make sure I put this thing together, right? So I'm watching some videos and, and stuff like that. And and they're showing, like, you know, they're sitting in a, um, they got a, you know, they're out camping. They got one of those, like, teepee setups. And they burn that little stove inside that teepee. Obviously, clean a hole open in the top, right? You know, so you have somewhere for the little bit of smoke to go. So you're not inhaling and killing yourself but yeah and i'm not a glamper but i always have wanted to buy an original nice teepee to have down at the farm from time to time it would it would be cool to do oh my god um if i was a very wealthy man and i could buy like you know 10 buffalo and have the whole thing set up with some buffalo blankets you know back in the day like right you ever right. seeing little big man little big man yeah when his sister, sisters lost their husbands in some sort of attack or whatever, and then the sister's husband is supposed to take care of the other women, too, in all facets, sexually and whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I remember one night he was like, his sister was like, you need to take care of my sisters. And he was like, what? He was like, oh, yeah, you need to take care of them, too. So you've got a whole night ahead of you. And he was like... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, it, uh, we were, we're actually going, we're going camping this weekend, um, at Lake of St. We actually ended up getting a cabin out there. Uh, Lake, Lake, Lake of, or Lake of the Ozark State Park has a really cool offsite cabin system. They got a wood burning stove, um, no, no electricity, but wood burning stove. So you got to light it by the fire and lanterns and things like that. We were going to go do our ground setup and, you know, temperatures out there are going to be, 
this during the day and then 16, 17 at night. And Which, again, cold is cold. Wind is yeah. is the worst you know. element. And when it's that cold, I mean, you can get used to being cold, but you got to be used to being cold. You don't just walk out and go do that. <laughs> you no, know? and it, your energy um, fighting the cold in your body, and then when you get into a warm room, it just, like decimate you like if i'm in cold houses all day and then i get home and eat a warm meal and sit down on the couch I, I, it's like somebody just hit me with a tranquilizer right dunzo <laughs> yeah we're definitely definitely gonna have to figure something out for you for this wind thing yeah um i saw on Instagram, uh, this gal setting up a two by four. It's like you put these um, two by fours and they have, um, like, you click them in the floor in the ceiling. You can turn them this way or open or shut them. Like shutters? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was, I was thinking that even for mine would be, would be cool. I mean, it's, it's just, you know, some things you can't stop, right? You know, so I've also talked about once this gets done out here, taking this and moving it completely over here against that wall, so like the couch will go that way, and then this will be over there, and then at least, you know, from here over, you're gonna miss this wind that comes through here. You guys may just get those aluminum. You should just have a, a winter aluminum room built here. Oh, like a four season room? Panels, and you just yeah, put them in. That's a, the cost on the, so I had a, I talked to the a blind guy that, that specializes in outdoor things and I had asked him, I was like, hey, are there like wood slats that you could do that are like on tracks that you can pull up and pull down? And he goes, yeah, we've got some that are weighted for 40 mile an hour winds. Uh, you know, they screw in, they're on tracks. You can, like, like they're on a pool line so you can pull them up in the summer or put them down or pull them down halfway, whatever you want to do. Dude, to do four panes. Uh, it's five panes. One there, there, there. This one, that one. $28,000. And I was like, dang, man. Well, at the market over there in Kirkwood, you know, they do it out of wood and and some heavy mill plastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and they put it up every year. And it's warm as hell. Oh, yeah. It works great. I mean, it's even like when you look at, uh, like when we were at Winty's, you know, that's just a, that's a canvas tent with, you know, steel poles that are mounted down. And man, and that's they on concrete, it bro. in there where you're in your skivvies in there. I mean. They had it hot as hell in there on Sunday. Like buttoned up completely and they had all three of those heaters going. It yeah, was cooking. It wasn't that cold yet. But now, it'd be interesting to see how it is. But I mm-hmm. bet it's still good in there. And again, it's the wind, but. Yeah. Well, that's also like Christmas Eve. When you look at Christmas Eve, it's supposed to be 16 and 0 outside. You know? It is. Silly. But again, December has been crazy because it's been so um, no sun. Yeah. And uh, that's a little unusual. This is January weather now. So we're going to get an early January hit, and then God knows what it'll be in January. It's like this every year. You don't. Sometimes you get January and November, and then you can get November and December. Yeah, or you January can get and December. January and March. Get December and January. You just never know. And that's what's crazy about the temperatures, like going into Christmas, being 
in the teens and then below zero and there's no moisture in the air. There's no snow, you know, there's no ice, you know, there's nothing crazy like that. You know what I mean? It's just wild. Yeah, now that I'm saying that, I'm going to have to proof my uh, garage unless I can. I had want, had wanted to get some heat in there by this time this year, but I think I'm just going to seal my vent up uh, on one of these nights or warmer days. Seal that vent up, and if I can put some sort of heat in there. But I've got, like, storage for uh, uh, sodas and juices and stuff. I'm going to have to pull all that and move it downstairs. Oh, like dry stock yeah. for it? Yeah. I did move all of my whiskey. Um, you know, cleaned the bottles, moved it, shook them, and uh, reorganized them just because it was time. I hadn't done it in a few years, so I needed to do that. So I did that in the basement. And um, I've been working on my advent calendar. Uh, Your tatuaje Yeah. Basically, it's another monster box in the so far. Um, so interested to see what happens for the next ten or whatever it is. Right. God damn, that is killing my eyes. Come on, baby. Watch out. Thing is cool. It puts off some heat. But, it does. But just the fu fucking heat I mean, is cooking my eyes. I could see this absolutely on a no windy day. This is a great, a great piece. Yeah, on a no windy day, dude. That thing hit me. Shit. So the idea of that cover is you squish it back in there and put the lid on. Yeah, you slide the TV in and then you cap the front lid on it. It locks in and it's waterproof, which is absolutely wild. And the water, everybody's saying the water's fine. No worries. Uh, dude, it's 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 frozen, it's melted, it's frozen, it's melted, and everything is yeah. fine. Well, you'd have to think, too, the water's below ground. So, that's interesting. Too. Yeah, I don't know. We got some heavy rain last night a couple times. Yeah. You know, maybe just for five minutes, and then it was gone again. They just dropped. It did, because it was like 53 when I got home yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. That thing just claps on. So there's a little hook. There's a little clasps on the sides. And then it just covers the TV and claps on like that. I'm, I'm kind of curious that... That's not, they don't have like a plastic see-through, so you could have the TV on with the cover on. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. We just pop it off on you. want to use it. And then it comes out. Cool? That worked. Cool. We'll put that on tomorrow, though. Maybe the next day. All right. Yeah, right on. Should I put that inside? Yeah. Yeah.
Well, I'm on the other side, and uh, yeah, it's a little bit warmer. Solo stove, solo stove. Huh. Well, we finished off the burai. So to High West, I have uh, bought a couple other things, but we're here. We'll see what he's got going next. Well, I'm looking forward to next uh, Thursday for the, the 22nd for our lit Christmas party. We'll get some festive friends down there and have a good time with that. Um, God, it just seems like this year has gone by so freaking fast. It, it's amazing. It is amazing. I remember when I was younger, days and years just seemed to lag forever, but now they just fly by. Is that the actual TV? That's the TV. Oh, yeah. Oh, maybe that did get dropped too. I don't know. so far and I'm sure it's got a lot of technical technical aspects to it especially this this cap on it which pushes the thing here I'm sure this lid has a lot of technicalities to it like this yeah, so I was reading about it, like when you put it together, the idea is that the dome goes down because when the flames come up, the flames hit the dome. This is what helps evaporate the smoke, and then it pushes the flames out here. When it hits this, it angles them down, and it bounces off this. That's what's supposed to shoot the heat outward. Instead of getting lost like a, a regular fire pit does. And do they suggest any particular wood that burns, uh, particular wood that burns cleaner and better? And uh, dry hardwood. They don't, they'll, they'll tell you the same thing about like pine, how you don't want to use pine in a fireplace, um, that you don't want to use it in there because it'll, the whole thing's stainless steel, so it'll seal up on the steel and then get gooey and, and pop yeah, and I mean, shit I, like I, that. I pine is not the way to go on it. Hey guys, FFK here. Make sure to tune into every episode of Craft and Boodle. And don't forget that, as listeners, you guys receive a 15% discount on the entire order when you shop at my store. Promo code CraftBoodle15. Once again, CraftBoodle15. Make sure you follow me at Instagram at FFK underscore stands so you can receive that discount. And once again, Thanks for listening and thanks for enjoying the podcast. Yeah, this thing is great. The solo stove, it's just, there's the heat that comes off of it. It's not smoke in the eyes. You know, like smoke in the eyes will make you pump away. You guys can see it if you watch the Patreon. There's not really, you're seeing the cigar smoke over the fire, you know. So there's no crazy smoke output coming off of it. But it it does put off some heat, man. I mean, I'm leaning back back here, you know, a little further away from it. And it's cooking just fine. Some more wood in it, build it up, cook it off. It's... It's great. I was using a little more of a damp wood that was exposed and wasn't under any of the tarp covers. So that may be a reason for the little bit of smoke when it was lighting and, and going off. But it's 
then it says virtually smokeless. It means virtually smokeless. And it puts off some puts off some heat. Like once we got the podcast, I'll actually fill this thing up and bump it up. I'm just a little worried the amount of heat that you can throw into this thing. I don't really want to mess up the video or anything. So I'll keep it a little tame for a moment. This uh, Lajero Hawaii is an absolutely phenomenal cigar. It holds its spice through and through all the way. It doesn't really ever calm down, which I enjoy. Um, and it's just got a unique unique taste pattern to it. Like I said, it's got more of that coffee bitterness than anything else, but the cigar holds through real well. If you guys want to order some, if they're still available, um, send an email to... Uh, send an email to, uh, excuse me, let me pull this, if only emails worked well, pull this up, uh, M-A-C-H-A-N-G at foodland.com, these are coming from Oahu, Hawaii, um, but they do use uh, really rapid direct shipping, so they will arrive rather quickly, and these are Hawaii State exclusive, so that is the only spot in Hawaii that does have these cigars. I'm going to switch here because that's better. It is warmer over here. It's not warmer. You get a different feel of the, uh, of the heat, but this thing is cool. The whole thing weighs, I don't know. I want to say like 38, maybe 40, maybe 45 pounds. There's nothing crazy about it, which is cool. Um, but it, it puts off its heat, man. I mean, it's definitely hot. And like I said, you can stack it up. They don't normally want you to burn on the Solo stove like more than the, like when you look inside of it, there's, I'm gonna call them like gauge rings. There's a third ring that's about two inches below the interior perforations. Um, they don't want you to build above that because if you're not using, you know, if you've got a whole thing full of ash, it may start to create smoke because of airflow and things like that, but it works. It works just fine. Um, I, was, I was sitting by one of these uh, last weekend and it uh <laughs> it was burning man let me tell you it's absolutely insane yeah yeah dude take care man i'll see you um yeah if you guys ever want any crazy exterior artwork done or if you want to do some uh like patreon you guys see the, the fireplace right there that thing um travis ablin I'll, I'll make sure i give you guys all of his information he does travel he does move around he does do stuff like that um i would definitely uh check him out and move in on some of that it's it's great once the cowboy gets back i'm gonna grab some more wood and i'll beef this guy up but i think burns through it pretty quick too that's the one thing about it they did say like you cook through some freaking wood man i mean it, it goes but still i'd like the boo right loved it yeah Very, very good. Well, if we're open to um, some suggestions, I wouldn't mind having uh, a pour of your, that 10-year Micknips. Go get it. Where of course, it dude. On your- uh, it should be on the uh, top left, probably behind uh, the bookers, I think. So, 
pull out some 10-year mictors, jump into that. Um, we're excited. We're getting towards the end of the year. So next, not next week, next week is Christmas. Um, we will have an episode. We should have an episode next week. We might we might miss one. We'll get a small one out to you guys. Uh, at least the Patreon will get some, and then we'll post some little videos and stuff like that on, on Instagram and the social media. But um, the last week of the year before the new year, we're going to do our top five cigars and bourbon of the year like we normally do. Um, and like I said, kind of stay tuned for that because that's going to be, you know, we'll try and get the whole game together for that. Try and bring back a bunch of guests on and everybody will bring if they haven't, of course, you know, bring some of their favorite cigars of the year and uh, have them set up, uh, which will be which will be awesome. Then we'll go through those and we'll try and do the same thing with the bourbons. I feel like the I don't know. I wonder if the cigars go faster or the bourbons go faster. I really don't know. That one would be a little little difficult to choose. So, but it'll be cool. So. You got some cigars with you? Uh, no, I got, I got okay. some. I'll be right back. Keep that thing going. went in and grabbed a Mickner's straight ride 10 year pretty tasty I guess we're gonna pick out another cigar because I have finished my arrow flying around. I was like, oh, yeah. It's hot in there. Huh. All right. So I was talking about, um, sorry about that, guys. We're still going, right? Yeah, we're there. Okay. Uh, I was talking about not next week, but the week after we're going to do our uh, top cigars and whiskeys of 22. 
and then try and get you know everybody together and if you can depending on how easy it would be um, bring some of your favorites to share if we have them um, and I was wondering like what, what do you think goes first the bourbon or the cigars like you have multiples of your favorites does the bourbon last longer does the cigars I mean as far as in my collection what, yeah. what do you mean well so like there's been times where we've found a bottle we've really enjoyed and we have one bottle right and then we drink it in that year or there's also times where we found that bottle and we still have, I still have some bottles that have been open four, four or five years. You got some bottles that have been open longer than that. But then also there's been a time where we get that box of 10 cigars or we each get one and we chew through one of them, <laughs> you know? Well, it's like we get a new box of Las Caveras and within two weeks you've gone through, blown through half the box mm -hmm. and then you pretty much got a lot, put them in the, now I've got a big igloo cooler, so... I just stack them down in there and then try to stay away from Put everything on top so you don't have to dig to them. Yeah. <laughs> um, especially like the uh, the Drax that we got. Um, yep, I kind of put that box. I pulled I pulled four out of it and then shoved the box behind all the Calavera. So it's not, it's not like it's a big deal to get to it, but you got to open it, pull boxes out, go in the back, pull it out of there. You know, it, it can get silly, I guess. But I think the only box that I have that I haven't smoked yet is the uh, late hours. Yeah. Those, um, I think we bought them at Outlaw. At Outlaw, yeah. I got, a box, I got a box of the bigger, uh, I don't know if they're the Toros or the Gordos, but they're they're bigger than the uh, the late hour, like Robustos. No, we got the Churchills. The Churchills, yeah. Here, come through here. I'll get a mic over there. Right here. You can sit right here oh, next to me. Yeah. I was gonna say though, on that Yellowstone, the environmentalist girl. Yeah. Man, they got Beth Oh yeah, we didn't talk about that part. Yeah, Beth kicked her ass eight ways from Sunday, dude. Yes, she did. Just point that out back. Yeah, I think the wind is even picking up more. Yeah, they are. Picking up, pointing towards you a little bit. I gotta um, fix this actually, hang on. So I will tell you guys this. It is 32 degrees outside. Um, the solo stove is going, so sitting right here as long as these winds calm down, it's not bad, but this thing is not going to take a 20 degree day and make it a 70 degree day you know um it will though if you think about it like during once we're in super bowl you know that guy will be going this will be going that'll be going um but we were bumping up to the, the pits for super bowl last year <laughs> yeah this is and again i i have no problem with the temperature it's just this wind it's just the wind and I saw two flags coming out here. What I did was I went down to Chesterfield Bottoms and came out Wild Horse Creek. Yeah. Because I just always love that that drive through there. Uh, one of my favorite houses is Poker Flats. Right in there and winding my way up here. And I saw flags and they are like freaking hard blowing. Yeah. And the weird thing is this wind is all coming from the south. Which you think south blowing winds would be warmer, but 
you'd think, Ooh. but it's definitely cold today. But so last night <laughs> I was uh, picking around on Netflix, and I've been watching a lot of this uh, UFO shit. And uh, did you watch the Baldazar thing? I think I have. Jeremy Corbell to do with the beards interviewing oh, Bob yeah. Lazar. Yeah. I've seen most of them, but the, the latest one that I wanted to watch, well, I've watched two of them, and I, I can't remember these guys' names, but the guy that's been around for a long time, where he actually has groups now, and I think they call it C35, which you can um, either by yourself or get into a group and do some sort of like interteller communication um, and he's got these groups where he gets them in not like a transient state but somewhat where you're actually like getting yourself in a state where you uh, can transcend your thoughts or whatever and these groups that he is having he's actually communicating he says with the aliens and they end up showing up which is pretty crazy because he's got footage of all this shit so I watched that and was really interested in it and listening to it and hearing what he says and then they have footage of the ship is he on all of the mushrooms when he does this or dude I'm telling you I'm watching it and it's crazy and then I watched all of this um, like semi-declassified shit about all the uh, old Apollo missions. Yeah. And it's pretty clear from what they're saying is there is a, uh, on the dark side of the moon, which we can't see from Earth, there's a whole base and shit over there. Mm. Aliens. Yeah. Or, or Decepticons. I don't know what it is. <clears throat> if you watch Transformers, the Decepticons came from the dark side of the moon. I gave in, my paws are cold. Put my gloves on. But he's Paul's basically closed. saying they've known about this shit and they're there and it is what it is. Probably. Like, Great. Great. Um, there being bases on the moon and they have clips of them talking about it the whole time. Ooh. The astronauts. The Apollo people? Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. There's still people who think we didn't go to the moon. Well, whatever. I find it interesting. I love hearing about it. And the, all these guys are just saying, it's just around the corner. Just wait. Because um, the problem is, is, from what he's saying, is they want us to fear them. Like, you know, they've always feel like they can control us, uh, the general population on the planet, by fear. Like, you know, you need to fear this like intercontinental planetary war and we need to be ready and all this shit and it doesn't seem like that's the case it seems like that there that if this is uh something that is truly happening which it seems like it is that they're not really interested in that they're just wanting to take care of our planet and and they've shown where they've actually stopped nuclear things I've heard I've heard people talk about that where they they've said that uh, the like, biggest fear is our nuclear power. People have um, people have said that they've you know at nuclear launch sites when they're doing um, 
like launch demos where they activate everything but the bomb and pretend as if they're getting ready to send it off, that they'll see something in the sky and then all the power goes out at the nuclear plant. Yeah. You know, and then it kicks back on a second later, right? Which, if that's the case, that's crazy, you know, but I don't know. I don't see why not. I don't see why not either. It just seems conceivable that they're here, they're watching us, making sure we're not fucking shit up. Well, if we're bebopping all over the fucking place, then they probably are too. You know. Yeah, my opinion, they've been here forever, and it wouldn't surprise me if we've got DNA and all that. Just nobody wants to talk about it. It's just amazing to me. And everybody says, well, you got any evidence? It seems like it's we've got tons of evidence. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't seem like, and that's kind of what they're saying. It's like, they keep saying, do you have any evidence? And he goes, it's evident that we've got tons of evidence. I think the most interesting argument I've ever heard, um, and I don't remember who, uh, it was some, some scientist dude or something like that, or maybe it was on Ancient Aliens, so believe it or not, they're like, why are we the only intelligent creature on the planet? Makes no sense. Right? Like, when you look at the rest of the animal world, you know, there's a pecking order. You know what I mean? Right? But, you know, every apex predator has an apex predator. Or at one point in time had a... There was always something bigger than something, right? You look at humans, it's... Okay, yeah, some people are genetic freaks and they're larger than everybody else or, or gifted genetically. and But our apex predator is us. Like, we, we kill each other. There's nothing else that gets us. I mean, I guess you could say disease... Or germs, or like the ultimate apex predator, right? Maybe. It's wild. But it's going to be an interesting year for cigars and uh, whiskey, I think, in 23. Um, at the rate of limited releases that we saw in 22. Yeah. Like, how many new things dropped in 22? It was almost... There for a minute, like, between... Now, I know it was right after the trade show, but between, what, July and... We'll end at the beginning of December, right? Holy shit. It was almost weekly something new was coming out. The newest thing that I'm interested in, and I don't know if you've had it, you may already got it down with lit, that 10-year um, Rebel from Luxro. Um, it's on the shelves right now, and I was kind of wanting to hear a little bit about it. I have not, I have had not really had anything from Luxro that hasn't been good or delicious. At least in the past three years, right? Uh, well, so you know, 10 years if you're doing packs, but... I think I saw it at, um, and I actually have seen it today, but they wanted 140 bucks for it. But I could have swore I saw it down at uh, Total Wine and More for around 80, 90 bucks. So I'm interested in uh, grabbing a bottle of that. But I'm trying to kind of stay away from it. I got the um, the Act 10 of the Winter's Dram. Mm-hmm. And um, and same way with the cigars. I mean, I'm overloaded with cigars. I need to smoke them. I need to drink but we got a little bit. Yeah, I've, I've really, um, I'm kind of pulling back on, on purchasing right now. I mean, you know, we've got, we got our final end of the year shipment on Craft Imperial coming in next week. Um, before, because this is something, I don't know if a lot of you guys know this or not, you shouldn't have to know it, but the cigar world about most factories between the 17th and the 20th, uh, they will shut down until about the second week of January. 
and then they start going into manufacturing again. So, um, you know, there's a little break there. So we kind of brought everything in that we had rolled this year. There is stuff that's sitting that uh, will have come in around the second to third week of January that still will get shipped, um, maintaining its age aging properties so it, it ages right and we're not getting younger tobacco and things like that, you know, oh quality control shit. Um, which is good. You shouldn't call it shit. But um, it'll be interesting, you know. Um, speaking of, uh, on the bourbon side, uh, we were talking about the top 10 cigars of Scar Vicinato. So Whiskey Advocate named uh, Jack Daniels Bonded. Have you seen this? I have it. Yeah. You have it? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Well, we uh, uh, lit Cigar Lounge ordered a case of it. So when it comes in, I'm, I'm excited to uh, actually try Because I joked about, uh, what was that... Uh, Coy Hill. Remember that? That 140 whatever proof Jack Daniels? Yes. At Coy Hill. That was good, you know? And I joked, I'm like, well, it's by the time Jack Daniels did something good. And, you know, I and we've also said before, like, remember when we did Uncle Nearest, we were like, this is everything that Jack Daniels should be. It's just, it's just, you know, the, this is what Tennessee whiskey tastes like. But then we had Greenbrier, we had a we had a couple other things. Um, what was that other distillery out of Nashville that we were really enjoying? Was that Bell Mead? Well, Bellmead is Tennessee. Yeah, uh, so that's what I mean, though, Tennessee whiskeys. Well, the one that I thought we really enjoyed the most is on the Paris, uh, especially. And, and I know there's a hundred proof, but then there's another one that you got that I really liked, and I drank the hell out of it down at Stanley's. I was in town for a while. And when I was down there, I tried to go out and get some cheese, but we don't have any luck. Yeah, oh, we got that distiller's... The Stiller's Mash or the Stiller's Build or something. Yeah, and that was damn delicious. And that's one of the few Tennessees um, that I like. Uh, but they're far and few between. But I know we've had them that we enjoy. Now, what is this? That you're, The wood, what is your wood? This is oak. Oh, yep. Uh, Missouri white oak, I think. It's uh, the guy I found that does all the firewood. He um, he's got a, a huge hunting property, and every year they go out in the off season and they clear their uh, sight lines and everything like that, and they cut the trees down, they section them out, quarter them, and then he just he's got a barn full of wood that he just dries. What is a cord? Of white oak cost these days? Um, I don't know. 400 maybe? Oh, I do know that I get two stacks, which is three cords of wood for $300. And I got all... So that, that guy right there, the wood stack right there. Now, all of this wood was lined up right here from post to post behind us. And we got this wood in the end of September. So I'm just getting to the, the end of it. You know? So I've got, I've got another another delivery tomorrow morning and then that should be all the wood we do for you know and do they dump that and you have to carry it all down no they stack it really deliver it and stack it yeah wow yeah i would three cords for three hundred dollars that seems pretty expensive he calls it he calls it two stacks but i'm telling you it is that guy is full and then it's about five and a half feet tall three feet wide of wood from there to this post right here. Mm. And just great stuff. I'll give you his number if you want to 
do some wood. He does. He doesn't have to be two snacks. You can do half snacks. You can do single cord. You can do you know whatever. And he's I'm got he's got a couple trucks. Fire and, logs. What do you do with the fire log though? I just put it in there. It's in paper. I yeah. like the paper and. You don't put any other wood on it? No, I have not. Not oh. not since the new remodel. Because I've got a carpet there. We got pillows and everything. Oh, and that's I'm just right. like. It's more uh, ambiance and warmth, right? Right, right. So I just throw a log in there, and I mean, I've gone through like two boxes. I've got a small little pile of ash in there, and um, I well, just really haven't opened it up for a full-fledged freaking yeah. fire down there it, at my house. Yeah. Now, down at the farm, that's a different story, because yeah, I went in there and got my log splitter out that day, and I was amazed. It started up. It's never happened. That thing has sat for a year or two, and I haven't started it, and I got it going on the first stroke, and I was super happy. I split all that wood I got between the trees. It was yeah. so big, I couldn't use it, so I split half of it in about 30, 40 minutes, so that's what we're burning down there right now, and it's fantastic. Yeah, that, but that's But I'm like, sure it's bur oak, because that's most of what's down there. There's yeah. white and bur oak down there. Well, that may, this may be burnt, too. I, I, I think, I think it's why I don't, you know, I don't know trees, right? But, um, like, when we cleared all that out, you know, back there, 80% of it was pine. But there were, there were probably six of the big, they weren't too big, you know, they were probably, I don't know, 24, 28 inches in diameter that we dropped. I had those quartered up, and they're stacked. They're just, they're just chilling way back there under a tarp that, you know, maybe at some point I'll... You know, next year or the year after, go down there, load it up, bring it to the farm, split it, give you half, keep half, you know, and then you got wood. But it's crazy, man. I remember before we found found the guy to deliver wood, like, you know, fireplace in the house or whatever. If you're going, like when we go camping, you had to take wood, right? You got to take Missouri wood. You can't bring wood from out of the state. It's got, and it's actually a state park law. Huh. Um, you cannot bring, and I don't know how they know if you do it or not, but it's written everywhere. No out of state wood. Um so normally you buy wood at the state park when you're at the camping site or things like that. Yeah. But we would just do the gas station thing. Dude, you that's expensive. You know, a bundle of wood is like what, five ninety nine, six ninety nine? And I'm always the asshole. I'm like nitpicking. Like I'm looking at the bu- I'll pull bundles off. You know, I actually had a guy come out one time, he goes, Sir, you only bought five bundles. He's like I'm like, I know, he's like, You have twelve on the ground. I'm like, Yeah, I'm not taking those twelve, I'm taking these five right here. I'll put those twelve back. <laughs> You know, because you want to look for them. You know, you want to make because sometimes you'll get one of those wrapped things, and it's four pieces of wood. Now, granted, each piece is you know this wide and at this Some are angle. Like, it's almost like a dollar something a log. Yeah, but you so but you'll then, get a wrap with four or five logs, and then the and then when I buy them, usually I was just uh, buying them cheers to get the little ones. Little uh, Michter's ten year ride. Uh, shout out, right? Shout out to Brad. Uh, main man that hooked me up with this. Still, thank you so much. This bottle will be around for a few more years. So, it's only the second time we've touched it, right? I haven't touched it since we opened it. Well, that's not true. We had some at uh, we had some again. Over I know I was able to find a bottle over in um, Illinois one day, and I grabbed it. And nice. I haven't opened it yet, but um, yeah, that's delicious. I yeah, we had it. At when we had the Mickner's dinner up at um, Root Chris. Oh yes, we did. And then when we opened this That's bottle, we opened I it. Drinking your ten. Uh, well, we opened not that night. Yeah, right? yeah. But we opened the ten at your at the pool. Yeah. 
Oh, I have a new name for the pool. Oh. For yours. What? It's the Cowboy Lagoon. Cowboy Lagoon. Yeah, because you got the Cowboy Ranch. Right? Yeah. Well, you got the ranch. That's the yeah. lagoon at the ranch, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to get you a The Cowboy Lagoon. And then you got the farm. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Lagoon. I thought it was, it was good. Lagoon. Yeah. Probably have to get... Uh, and we're just going to call mine Hole in the Ground. We're out of the hole in the ground. Which, by Christmas, don't be surprised if I send you videos of me skating on that. Oh. Or sliding across it, at least. Well, at some point, you're gonna they're going to bring in your uh, cover, though, right? Well, at some point, yes. But with freezing temperatures, because you see all the pavers, right? None of the pavers can be sealed because of the freezing temperatures. Yeah. So until the pavers are sealed, you cannot screw in the cover, which means there will oh. not be a cover on that until it's drained and cleaned next year and refilled in use. And he's just going to keep going all the way up the steps? and. Yeah. Well, no, so he's going to go to see where the stamper is. Yeah. It's going to go to there, and then it meets the retaining wall. And then there's these big stones that I actually, and, and I want to say, in, well, I guess when the ground thaws, I'm going to start digging the holes out. But they're going to bury the stones into the ground. You're going to walk down on the stones, they're like big wedge stones. Yeah, but it's cool. Yeah, it'll, it'll be it'll be fun, you know. I literally have no reason to go anywhere but work here in your house now. But yeah, there's that. Well, when that wind comes comes down, it's it's phenomenal, awesome. right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just hard. I mean, you know, like when you what what is, is that called? Like hindsight's twenty twenty. Am I saying that right? Like yeah. when you think of something later. Yeah. We should have just turned the house. Listen, hear me out. We're like this. He's done like this. <laughs> we no wind ever, ever. We do nothing. Yeah, but you kind of know after you get your house built what. Um, like I can honestly see some retrofitting here, and you guys enclosing this. I, I just, there's no doubt in my mind, you guys will end up. Because mm. I don't know. Because you guys like to smoke out here and do your Sunday thing, and um, yeah, I you see you you're, you're here around. for you're here for them though. Like it, and it's it just depends on the week because you know how yeah, they're nice days all through the winter. That's true. Like my my favorite winter days, and I, we should actually talk about this. Somebody asked this question. They asked about smoking when it's cold, and. You know, I, I was re well. It wasn't asked to us. I was I was seeing something that was posted, and people were going through on this Reddit thread, and they were talking about well, when it's cold, you just smoke inside, right, right, and then everyone's going like, hey, you know, I've got kids, and you know, or you know, I'm I'm in school and I have my apartment, and or I, I I'm single and I have my apartment, and you know, I yeah, I'll smoke on my on my balcony or my patio, you know, when I can, or out on the lanai or whatever, and. Yeah, if you can do that, that's cool. But smoking outside when it's cold, I'll tell you, I don't care if you're surrounded by heaters. If it's, you know, sub 30 degrees and the wind is blowing, the wind is pushing the heat away from you. You know what I mean? Like, you can't, you can't beat that. So it's miserable. But we were outside. I, I want to say it was January playoff game at your house. And it was... 30, 31, 32 degrees, had the little fire pit going, watching the Chiefs game, 
There was no wind. Yeah. No, no wind. wind is took took my jacket off because when we were sitting when we were sitting on the chairs in front of that little fire pit, you know, it was it was great. You know, there was no cloud coverage, so when the sun was going down, you had the, the sun just chilling on your back the whole way. Now of course once the sun went down, you're like, okay, you know, some of the girls got blankets, put our jackets back on. Um, and then I went off the deep end, I was gone. Just drunk. You roofing me. I still think you roofing me. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's good. So, what do you think about the game Sunday? I think it's going to be another good game. Yeah. I don't think the Chiefs are going to go in there and blow them out. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be another good tight game. And I, you know, um, I just think it's going to be a tight game. I like to think we're going to still win. But um, and I'm hoping Mahomes is in. I, I was kind of thinking, well, you know, Kelsey's definitely going to be pissed that he lost that ball. Um, oh, he's forever, he's forever mad about it. But my thing and with that. I thought that, he was going to have a great game, but they were a little off. I could see where he had to stretch for every ball that he threw. And that's what bothers me is when, I don't even know if, I can't answer this question. I'm not even going to look it up. Maybe you can. When's the last time Kelsey lost the ball? been a long time and everybody's like oh Cincinnati's got our number now and maybe they're a step above the, the, it's the, the Chiefs and I'm like don't buy into that crap well I hope that's not true and I hope the Chiefs don't think that because I firmly believe it's the Chiefs and the Bengals in the AFC Championship again it would not surprise and, me and hear me out hear me out Chiefs fan okay I hope somebody beats the Eagles in the playoffs because they are dude that fucking team is connecting that team is dominating. I mean, it's 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 hard. <laughs> it's hard. But that's the cool thing about the playoffs, right? I was saying this the other day. So the Giants can still make the playoffs, okay? There is potential that three NFC East teams will go into the playoffs. It would not surprise me at all. Because if you look at both the times the Giants have won the Super Bowl in the past 20 or, uh, yeah, 20 years, in the 2000s. Uh, what was it? 07 and 12? 8 and 12? They beat the Patriots? Right? But whatever it was, the the New York Giants went into the playoffs both years. They won the Super Bowl in the wild card. The wild card games are you always know, usually it's, the best. It's insane. That's what I'm bummed about. You know, we're going to see the Chiefs play the Raiders for the last game of the season in Vegas. But the Raiders, literally the only way the Raiders fill a... Wild card spot is if every AFC team loses the rest of the year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, the Chiefs, as long as they keep their wits about them, they don't lose games they shouldn't lose. Like, they, they, you do not lose to the 1-12-1 Texans, okay? You, you cannot lose that game, all right? Cannot happen. You beat the Broncos again, and then you round out against the uh, Seahawks? Or the Raiders. You round out against the Raiders, sorry. So they're, they're going to play the Texans, the Broncos, Raiders, Seahawks, and the Raiders. No, it's, week, it's week fifteen. Still? No, it's week fifteen, right? What week is it? Fourteen. Well, I know we play the Texans. I know we play the Broncos, and I know we play the Seahawks. Oh, then it's Texans, Broncos, Se- or Texans, Broncos, Seahawks, Raiders. Yeah. Yep. Because we play on noon on Christmas Eve. And really, we should win each one of those games. I'm not saying blowouts, but we should win by 7 to 10 points. 
Oh, yeah, 100%. On all of these games. I just think it's imperative that we get the number one seed again. We but can't. We can't get it. What do you mean we can't? We can't because we lost to the Bills and the Bengals beat us. The Chiefs cannot. Main, they, there's no way they can get the number one seed again. It just won't happen. Well, what if the Bills and, and the Bengals lose? Well, the Bills would still have the, the Bills and the Bengals would still have the win over the Chiefs. We lost both of them. I don't understand how that happens, but anyway, um, if because the Bills are going to play Miami this Sunday night, yeah. and if they lose and the Bengals lose, it's still a win and loss column. I mean, if you're tied at the end of the year and they beat you, I understand how that works. But I mean, if the loss column, we. we well, that's won more true. games than them. The Bengals need to lose, and the Bills need to lose, and the Chiefs need to keep winning. And hey, and either way, I I would rather have us lost in the regular season and then win in the playoffs anyway. A hundred percent. I don't uh, mind. Look, I don't mind losing losing football games. Right now, there are those games, and I sound like I fucking manage a team or something, right? In football, you know, it's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to happen. The Eagles' only loss this season was against the Washington Commanders. Yeah, I still think they're playing the caliber of football that we're playing against. Well, if well, we no, I think the AFC is the AFC is definitely stronger than the NFC. I will say that. You know? Like, I'm super excited about this game tonight. It's the Seahawks and the Niners. I want to see this young kid that came in and won because Jimmy G's out for the year, right? Yeah, I know the Niners. If this kid, little... this kid could go on and do that, uh, was that Jared Goff that did that? No, who who's that quarterback that it was Warner? Warner? No, no, no. I'm talking. Uh, oh my God, the Eagles! Didn't the Eagles win the Super Bowl just a little while ago? Who, ch- who the, the kid checked in? And then he got tra- was it Jared Goff? Where was no. Jared Goff at? He was the Rams? He was with the Rams, and then he went to – we traded uh, Goff for Stanford, and Stanford ended up coming to the Rams and mm-hmm. winning the Super Bowl. But before that, anybody that came off the bench and played a most season that went to the Super Bowl, the last time I saw that happen was with Warner with the Rams because yeah. Yeah. we were behind – I can't even think of his name. He was going to be the big-time guy in St. Louis. And he ended up having a season in injury right this first or second game. And then Warner came in off the bench and took us to the Super Bowl. Which, Went out and won the Super Bowl, yeah. yeah. Now yeah, I the the Niners, I was talking to somebody about them the other day. They they could be dangerous down the road here. So you're right, this is a good game tonight. Yeah. I think it'll be a good game. I really do. Um you know, I looked at the Chiefs. Are, the Chiefs are favored by 14 points. You want to get into betting schematics and odds here. The Chiefs are favored by 14 points against the Texans, which, in all right, makes sense. You know, um, that is not an explosive offense. They do have a rather good defense, actually. It's just, I don't know. I, I need to see. You know, like I haven't. The Chiefs aren't the team that turns it on in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they turn it on, and they ride the turn on. They just go. Like, the Chiefs aren't the team that I've seen. No, I shouldn't say that because they did come back. And, yes, it's an overtime technicality, but they beat the Bills with 13 seconds, you know, to go to the AFC Championship, right? Sure. Ideally, what I want to see happen is I want to see the 
I don't know. I would love to see the Bills and the Chiefs just lose, or the Bills and the Bengals just lose. And then the AFC Championship would be Kansas City and the Bengals. I'm just telling you, I think it's going to be the Bengals again. Well, that would be retribution if we beat them, you know. And, you know, I don't, I don't you know, you haven't, the, the, the Chiefs shine in the Super Bowl. They, they, do, they do very well, you know, but you got to play the whole game to get there. You do it. So, and not to mention, we missed another field goal in that fucking game, too. Yeah, but it was like 60-some fucking yards. 58 yards. <laughs> yeah, it is Butker. I get it. I understand. But, um, so what did you light up? What are you smoking? T10. 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 Got it. I lit up a, uh, we're doing Tatuale, then. I lit up a uh, La Maison. This is the uh, Corona. Um, love this cigar. Atelier. You know, just phenomenal. Um... Well, we got about five minutes left on the podcast. Uh, anything you want to drop in? Man. Super excited for next Thursday, December 22nd. Lit yeah. Cigar Lounge, 6 to 9 p.m. The OG Locker Sponsor. We kind of uh, covered that. Yeah. And the Christmas parties and what's coming. And our year-end review. And, um, I mean, I guess we could talk about the Reaper because the Reaper... When did we first, like, kind of get it out in the market? Are we, how many months are we in? The Reaper, Reaper hit stores. Late September, early October? Mid, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, so mid, maybe middle of September, I think. Second week September. a solid three months, maybe three and a half months. Yeah. And how many boxes have we gone through already? Uh, quite a few. Yeah, I think we are over 61 boxes, I think. I'd have to, I'd have to go check, but I think we're right around there, which has been great. It's been good. The uh, Cyclops and Hooligan box option is coming. Um, there'll be a soft opening on that. That box is going to change over time. Um, the new three-pack displays are everyone receiving three-packs will now see the new windowed bag. Um, which has been absolutely amazing. Uh, honestly, the biggest feedback we got on that was the Stanley's Mini Whiskey in the Winter. Um, phenomenal. Uh, uh, AP Cigar was the first um, lounge to bring in the new bags based on their orders. When they ordered, they were moving to the new bags, already moving faster, which is great. Um, so just because we are doing, uh, we're gonna be doing these 12 count boxes for Cyclops and Hooligan, um, the three-pack display is not going anywhere. It's been upgraded. It's been put together. And uh, it just gives us an option for lounges to choose uh, their display set in, in content, which I, I think is great. And I don't think we're ever going to abandon that three-pack idea because it's what, what we launched with. And, yeah. it's, and it's, it's done anything great. and everything. It's been, it's been fantastic. Opa! And... Uh, you know, we're not going to run away from it. Just uh, a lot of people have been asking about boxes, um, wanting to, to purchase on them. So we're going to do a temporary thing, and then, you know, we'll dial it in and, and play with it and kind of see what the movement is and just grow as the company together with everybody. And that's one thing that we've been we've been very good about is, you know, way back from our Choco Taco, our McDonald's apple pie box, you know. You know who uh, still has two of those? Who? The Mad Russian. Two of those original three packs in that in that 
envelope that I thought was a great fucking idea. Yeah, I have. You know, I have one. <laughs> I say it again. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. Like, look, come on. He's got two of them. Just crazy. That's fantastic. But, all right, guys. Well, mahalo from the Viking. Thank you so much. I'll let the Bourbon Cowboy take us out. And Patreon, we will wrap this video up as soon as we get done here. Um, this was an outside, very cold episode, and we did do a lot of moving around, but I hope you enjoyed the talk on the solo stove. Um, these things are great, man. Get around one. Check them out. Uh, it'll work fantastic when it's not, you know, is that warm? It is hot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, is that cool or hot? Yeah, it's hot. Please enjoy it. We will see you guys next week. Um, for all the patrons, uh, you guys do have stuff coming. Uh, Tommy Klein, uh, I shouldn't say come through. Uh, we've gotten a lot of support from Big Sky Cigar and All Saints Cigars. So we got a lot of stuff coming everyone's way. Uh, you guys can follow the Patreon for $3 a month at patreon.com slash craftandbureau. And shoots, uh, I'm good. Cowboy, take us out. Hey, as always, from the Bourbon Cowboy, thanks for listening on this cold and chilly afternoon. And look forward to at least one more, if not two more, kind of Christmassy. As, as well as the year-end review. And for the Cowboy, we're out. So have a Merry Christmas and giddy up. <laughs>